Hello and welcome to another episode of 10,000 Hours. I'm Grant Spanier. And I'm Vince Kochi. And you are listening to episode 110. 1-1-0. I am just twiddling, twiddling my thumbs waiting for one Uh-oh. Events. Oh, I'm genuinely God. nervous. I'm genuinely nervous. Yeah, me too. I, I'm like scared what I'll do because sometimes I flap the handle. You've been there. <laughs> there are some rogue moments, yeah, that's true. Yeah, no doubt. Um, well, this episode wasn't one of them. I thought I kept it together. I, I think we all did a really good job, yeah. Yeah, there was a in-studio. It was, she was there, recently moved. Really cool to have her, and she was great. She and she Lewis. was. She being Meg Lewis of Ghostly Ferns, a phenomenal designer, and uh, yeah, what a, a sweet human. Oh, just an awesome person. And, dare I say, a happy person. Uh, I, I don't need a dare to say it. She admitted as much within the first five minutes of the episode. But she really is a happy person, and it fed our discussion, which was called Happy. Yeah. Uh, it, it was a, There was a lot of, a lot of smiles. Uh, it was a generally joyous cast. One of the happier Joke, casts yeah. we've ever had. Um, oh, I can agree more. I, I do feel like good context for this episode would be to go to ghostlyferns.com and check out some of her work. I, th- I think it's like good context in general. It is like genuinely it's happy, happy work. work. Yeah, absolutely. That, which yeah, is, exactly. of course, why we were talking about that. Um, exactly. Yes. Speaking of happy work, work that makes me happy, uh, shouts out to Squarespace for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. Uh, they make the web experience, especially for us on 10,000 Hours, so much happier. Uh, our website is built on Squarespace. That is 10khrs.co. And uh, what a phenomenal platform that uh, really takes the pain out of... Now, you know what? Not only takes the pain out of the process, Vince, it, it adds some pleasure. It does. It takes the unhappy out, adds just a dash of happy, and uh, it's kind of the most intuitive way to build a website that exists. So, yeah. thanks. Yeah. Thanks, Squarespace, for yes. sponsoring. And thank uh, you, Meg Lewis. And dare I, dare I thank oh, the please. listeners, Vince? And, oh, and dare I, I part two thank you, Vince? Oh, we, we've gone way too indulgent, Grant. Too many thanks. This is why I have to do it. Thanks to everyone. Hopefully you enjoy episode 110. Happy. Did you do this already? Levels. Yeah, I did. Um, but mine's light. Now we're good. Can we get some level stock? Yeah, let's maybe you want to adjust that for yeah, that's okay. I'm yeah. happy to provide you with levels talk. Okay, there try it is. Now light. I'm now I'm getting Oh that's some... that looks good. Mm, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> I feel like last episode was almost too direct for me. Mm, I got that feeling. I got the feeling you were uncomfortable. Oh. Yeah, we just, we went, she's owing over there. But we she's, went, sim- she's being sympathetic not but, knowing that this not, is like a gag. <laughs> yeah, well, too direct in terms of, it was like, we were sitting here, we were looking at each other, and then it was like, bam, we were already into the show, and it's like... Whoa, I, need, I need a little, yeah, like warm me up, like put on some, 
some sultry tunes. Give me some Marvin Gaye before we we hop to, into bed. It's to like, use a less sexual metaphor, maybe you want to go down those little stairs in the pool instead of jumping into the deep end. I don't know. I find pools incredibly sexual. So I was oh, still sort of I picturing, see. you know, chlorine doesn't really do it for me. Bromine actually in most American pools, it's much cheaper. Ooh, I was Lord. just picturing a bunch of like frat boys running around in a pool there. Ooh. Bromine. Oh, bro. Bromine. Anyway, all right, that's enough for me. That, that wasn't my right, best that was foreplay. Good. That, yeah, that was, was okay. Fine. All right, so Vin, just <clears throat> could you tell me uh, what are you working on? What are you putting your time into? Um, just wrapped up writing. Hold on, let me guess. Busy at the office. Yeah, I wasn't going to say it just because it's become sort of a cliche, yeah. a sort of meme, if you will. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I actually was a little late to, to the cast. Yeah, rare. Cap- this is a rare. This is like the first time ever. I was telling our guest as we sat here waiting and looking at our watches. Uh, wait, no. oh yeah, she does have a watch on, and also lovely nails. And we'll get to that. Yeah, we. Uh, I gotta say, damn, they um, really are. Uh, but we were saying, or I was saying that I think this is the first time our guest has arrived before events yeah i don't i like to be punctual i mean it's not like a character trait of mine i'm not like super punctual yeah. but i'm I, i'm not often super late uh especially the ritual of the podcast yeah, it's like yeah, you yeah. know it's just you don't but i got a late stop a, a late leave to the office because we've got multiple pitches going on and we got focus groups in etc foci foci groups are in uh and so i got a little late start and then my my uber was slow too so i got okay well, it was comp- why I mentioned the Uber thing. It just Combined. feels like you were, you know. Com- compounding problems. Okay, sure, sure, sure. Compounding problems. Okay. So anyway, <laughs> with the pitch work, it, office is also busy, but I'm also writing. Finished recently an article, a second article for the Egotist. Is it up? No, 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 no. I haven't well, sent it to them I'm, yet. I'm looking forward to this. I cool. am. Your first was was uh, tantalizing. Thanks. I hope it meets expectations. Uh, so yeah, that's got me busy. What about you, Grant? What are you putting your time into you recently? You know, Loki, this was a funny situation for, I think, probably one of my first scenarios where I was not the uh, pitcher? Pitcher? No, no, no. Hold on. Hold on. That's a dangerous metaphor. Hold on. Hello? No, no, no. I was, I was just giving some feedback on some design today. We've been working with Fusco with Death to Stock stuff, and it was like one of the first times where I was giving feedback instead of sending over the designs. Oh, yeah, yeah. you're right. Yeah, okay. I got it. That was cl- narrowly. I'm not avoided. actually sure where pitcher came in. The- like, I wasn't pitching the work. I oh, you weren't? I was receiving the, pitch- the work. Oh, I saw. I oh, see. Now it's all very Biting my me. finger now. Okay. All Man, right. now this has gotten it. off to an interesting start. Yep. We've mixed multiple sexual metaphors yep. within the first few minutes. And, and I that's say, the only way I like I think like we haven't it. even said, said the word sexual more than once on an episode either this is truly one for the books <laughs> oh for Hold sure on, what does that mean is that like a bookkeeping thing yeah like it's worth writing in the oh in the record book books instead of yeah, history books instead okay, of okay, okay 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 anyway that, i've been working on that stuff cool yeah that's cool <sighs> the cuts <laughs> how do we segue should we paddle back into the the shallow end and maybe we maybe, out and maybe yeah let's hop out of the pool Let's sort of dry off. Maybe grab something. Grab like a lemonade from the. If there's a, I'm thinking of the snack shack, but that might be a very specific 
scenario. What sort of a public pool is this? I think this was a country club I once. Oh, hold on, hold on. I want to be, be clear. Nice. Hold on, I want to be clear. I want to be clear. This was not my membership. I was on a friend's. Oh, okay. I went with a friend to this place and I had a snack shack there. It was very impressive. That's nice. All right. Uh, so cool. we're at a nice pool and we're going to the snack <laughs> shack. What a decent pool. And yeah. now we're about to introduce the guest. Yes. And what a treat it is. Uh, speaking of snack shack. Uh, what a treat it is to have her here in studio. She's got the good nails. You already heard about that. A uh, couple sh- weeks ago, this, this would not be possible, right? A couple months ago? Oh, yeah. Re- she's recent addition okay. to Minneapolis's right? I was like, right? what technology <laughs> advancement have we had? <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, a few months. I'm looking for visual confirmation. Maybe she'll give me a three, four, four months. Four, four months. months. Okay. Four months. four months ago, this would not have been possible. Absolutely. Uh, but, but here we have... Uh, Sweet, sweet, Meg Lewis, uh, who is a designer and is the founder, co-founder? Founder. Founder, respect. Nice. Founder okay, alone. Okay. okay. Founder alone of Ghostly Ferns, which, friend of the show, Corey, also, I feel like there's probably some other weird connection there. I'm sure our fates are intertwined. Yeah, no doubt. Ghostly Ferns being a creative freelance collective team, originally based in Brooklyn, New York, New York. Uh, but recently moved here to Minneapolis. Thank you, Meg, so much for joining us. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome to, to Minneapolis and to the show. Hey. Woo. <laughs> that is a alarming amount of discipline. She did not weigh in or chime in. I what a what a great guest. We bravo, like, bravo. We, we like to set a trap or two and almost like look to the guest for them to weigh in and then scold them if they do anything. Mm. <laughs> well, especially during the sexual references. <laughs> yeah, I had that was a very hard time. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Exactly. Oh, oh wow. Oh. Over uh, She's an old pro. Uh Meg, thanks for joining us. And may I do the honors of kicking things off by asking what are you putting your time into recently? What are you working on? What am I working on? Well, today I was on hold with the IRS Ooh, for a while. That doesn't sound good. And I love being on hold with the IRS because their hold song is just absolutely delightful. I'm sure if anyone listening has heard the IRS hold song, they might be able to hear it in their head because the IRS always puts me on hold for so long. And it's always the same song. It's been the same yeah. song for years. Do we know Wait, what song? We, do we, we, do we, is it a real song? Or is it like just a tune of their a own real design? Song because if I could they get license that, on, that? I wonder if, if I could get that on Spotify, I would probably listen to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In the it shower. would sort of put you in a weird ritual. State. I, I will not ask you to hum or sing it. That's too. That's too intimate for this early. And in the that's show. usually my role. So Meg, would you <laughs> hum or sing? No, okay, no. Uh, but that is. I mean, hopefully everything's hunky dory. Everything's great. Oh. All my numbers are looking good. All right. That's what I like to hear. So that definitely the bureaucracy of changing locations. I don't know if it's related to that. Oh, yeah. Big time. Uh, That is something to keep you busy for sure. Definitely. Yes. Moving moving cross country is not not the prettiest IRS scenario, but, uh, you know, everybody else does it, so I can do it too. (laughs) You got this. Uh, so maybe the prelude to the prelude is what prompted you guys prelude. to pre pre prelude. Uh, what prompted you guys to move to Minneapolis from Brooklyn? Brooklyn, Brooklyn. I'm generally quite compulsive, and I don't like to plan my future. So I woke up one day and thought I would like to own a house, and I would like to move to Minneapolis. <laughs> and so I made it happen. I came to her in a dream. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have previous experience with the city? 
Sort of. Um, I have a half-brother that lives here. Mm. And he's always lived in Minneapolis, and I grew up in Kansas City, and I never really knew him because he was quite older than me. But I just knew that he was the coolest person ever. And so, uh, <laughs> because really I never got sweet. to know him, I thought it would be really fun to move to Minneapolis and get to know him better. Whoa. So, yeah. And uh, I've been moving around so much my whole life, uh, my whole adult life, that I thought it'd be nice to finally get invested in some sort of community. And I, f- I feel like, like this area has the same values as I do. You know what? That, yeah. What an honor. That is so nice to hear as someone who really loves the Minneapolis community and the city in general. That's mm, that's mm-hmm. great. It's, I mean, I'm sure the happy city is proud and happy to have you. Yes, absolutely. Well, and I, th- I think we speak on behalf of the whole city. I, I mean, obviously we do. Come on. That goes without saying. Uh, well, speaking of being happy to, to have her, right? Happy to have. Happy, happy to, to be, be. Happy to move. Making a change. Uh, we're talking this week about a very broad, but but calculatedly <laughs> broad topic, and that is the topic of happy. Yeah, I, th- I think if you look at at your site, darngood.co, mm-hmm. yep, uh, and I think in any interaction with you, it's very apparent that that's kind of a underlying theme of Meg, and I think it's, man, it's, it's really interesting to me Especially we've talked uh, on this show about red flags. We talked with David recently about echolocation, about this idea of like putting out a signal. And uh, just from a freelance perspective, I feel like it makes a lot of sense to, especially to attract the kind of people you want to work with, is putting out that vibe. But you really do embody it. And uh, so I, I feel like you're a happy person. And of course, there's there's a duality. There's an ebb and flow. But but it seems like a fun thing to chat about with, with you. I yeah, hopefully she she'll be the, echoing these. Sentiments. The nails are bright pink, by the way. They look pretty sharp, and they're kind of happy nails, but they got an edge. But to they've them. got total edge. Also, you got some pretty the, sweet tats. The ink is really cool. What's the? What do we got? Because this is a, an audio podcast, not oh, a video that's podcast. That's right. I Wait. have tattoos. <laughs> what, what, what? But they're on your fingers. What yeah, do they say? I have knuckle tattoos that say "darn good." And that oh, is crap. my social media handle, and that sounds like a really cheesy marketing move, but that tattoos came before the social media handle. So it's darn good is more of like a personal thing to you, just a philosophy type mantra exactly. type thing. And then, of course, the social media would flow out of that. It makes all the sense in the world. The tattoos are not about the social media. Social media <laughs> no is about you. Are, exactly. Yes. Uh, so I, I will recount my own just today experience. I was doing a little bit of research. And the first thing I did when I got to the Ghostly Ferns website was just start smiling because the website is so happy and everyone looks so happy and the work is so happy. So would you agree with our armchair assessment that the work that you do is happy and that you're happy in doing it? A hundred percent. Yes, absolutely. Great. We're we're quite the sleuths. (laughs) We really get to the core of it. I know we like to play hardball Vince, we've done it again. So maybe talk about the ways in which happiness influences the work that you do and your design philosophy. Sure. Uh, okay. Ooh. And leave nothing out. <laughs> okay. This could take a while. Ooh. Well, I, like everybody, whenever I first started to being a freelancer, I was sort of taking on whatever work I could possibly get. Yeah. And I was spending my days doing mostly medical websites, horrible brochures, 
just pharmaceutical companies, boring businesses, working for people that didn't like their jobs and didn't like their company. Yeah. And in return, they didn't really want to be working with me because they didn't want to be doing any work. And so they would just, they would, you know, output all of their hatred towards their job on me, this poor designer who was just doing a brochure. And I realized that I was giving maybe 20% of my effort into that work. And I wasn't happy in doing that work. I wasn't feeling fulfilled and I didn't care about it. And it was giving me a lot of anxiety. And so every time I would have a project that would come along with a client that really liked their job and they liked me and they liked working with me and I liked the company, I realized that those, those were the, the f jobs that were the most fun. So I decided to change my life over to just working for those companies that actually made me happy. And that was really scary because I was shutting out 90, probably 95% of the companies and the, the job offers that were coming my way for client work. But I did it and it led the way towards getting work that I really enjoyed doing 100% of the time. And so that's sort of how I career-wise became very happy. But uh, personal-wise, I sort of was born with an emotional disorder that doesn't allow me to feel certain negative emotions. So there's wow. also that part. <laughs> <laughs> that's... <laughs> Okay. I, that was not the answer I was expecting. Well, we, uh, we deduced that from us. Oh wow, that started getting like Cosby-ish. Yeah, oh, I thought I, I was trying for a, a Sherlock Holmes vibe. I was giving you the best no. That's what I was hoping. That's what I was saying. We deduced, but, but then it started like just sounding Cosby-ish, which is unfortunate. Mm. But okay, we had no idea. Uh, that's interesting. Yeah, that do you extrapolate? Do you yeah? Do you want to expound on that or yeah. not really? No, you, you don't, don't feel obliged to on our behalf, <laughs> but please do. It's something that I that I realized that I had early on was just I didn't wasn't able to relate to other people that were my age. They were sort of feeling things and they starting to get in arguments. I never really understood why people were getting upset with each other and sort of starting drama with each other because I would never really get bothered by anything. Yeah. And I would never really understand anger or I didn't quite understand war or any sort of altercations of any kind and that was the first indicator that I had a problem and so as I dove more into it I found that I almost have sort of the opposite of depression to where I'm sort of always writing really high and uh, it's it's kind of a bad thing because I don't often recognize when other people are writing low or I don't recognize bad situations I have a really really hard time at funerals <laughs> Um, and that's, that's incredible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so, so I decided recently that I would try to match my personal life with my work life and try to take all the things that are quote unquote wrong with me and try to turn those into being really good things and see how I could mix my personal into my work. Wow. Such a, uh, fascinating, hopefully that is a, a complimentary or neutral term instead of a negative one. But yeah. I, I haven't heard of anything like this, but I can imagine that it leads to com maybe complications, but also it must provide you some strengths in terms of being able to stay positive or look, for lack of a better phrase, on the bright side of, sure. of certain projects. But it's not, you still do have preference and you still do have clients which you work better with and that you mesh with better and that you prefer to work on and that leads to better work. So there it's it's, it's there must still be like a, a a means of comparison between things that make you happy, personalities that you jive with and and then things that don't. 
Totally. I think part of my personality and the flaw in my personality is that I'm so happy to do things for other people that a lot of times mm. people take advantage of me mm. and I don't realize it until someone else points it out to me that it's happening. And so that's sort of the thing that I've come to recognize with client work is that a lot of clients take advantage of me because I will just keep going and going yeah. and going for them. And other clients really take the moment to appreciate me and they don't you know, overutilize me or they don't take advantage of me. Mm -hmm. And so that's what makes for a really happy project and a really successful project is just having a client that can recognize boundaries and then also pushing myself to try to set boundaries when normally I'm just happy to keep going. But I have to realize that that's not really good for my own personal and my relationships health. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a, take into the the maximum level version of something I think a lot of young creatives eventually experience in one way or another is that the client designer, client creator relationship can be very predatory, uh, especially when the, the client is holding a great deal of the power, mm-hmm. uh, be it you're a new young creative trying to break into the business, you're liable to be taken advantage of by any number of client scenarios. And so... I think that's a, kind of an interesting illustration of how that problem often manifests. Yours being all the way down to an actual personality level. <laughs> so, how did you how did you start to identify beyond there? There are always going to be clients who more have your well being in mind, obviously, and they set barriers. And you've pointed that out already. Are there any indicators of what is going to create a, a positive client relationship versus a negative client relationship? It's very easy to see to see red flags, and I think that people who don't value your personal time or value that you have a personal life is usually the biggest red flag indicator that I see. People who just want to, you know, they send me an email and they say, call me immediately, and they yeah. always think everything's an emergency. Yeah. That's, that's sort of a red flag because I know that they probably work in a job that they don't really like and that they, they aren't used to... Sp- you know, feeling like their personal time is valuable. Um, And and then there are other clients that truly love their jobs and they understand that leaving their jobs and having some fun, free personal time for themselves is important. Mm -hmm. And they have a healthy work-life balance and and those people usually respect my time a little bit more. And so those are the things that I've learned over time of what to look for. And I think that people who approach me and are very complimentary specifically to my work is always a really good sign. People that say, these are the reasons why I want to work for you. Um, And they're almost sort of fighting for me rather than I think when with freelancers, we spend a lot of our time fighting for our projects. And we think that we're the ones that are constantly having to be interviewed and having to go out there and try to fight for work. But I think that it should be 50-50. You know, I think that um, a successful relationship should be everybody meeting in the middle and Mm. respecting each other equally. Yeah, I, I starred, I wrote down alignment as we were talking there, because that's the thing. And and alignment is what it is so, I mean, it gets so overlooked by by people. I, I, I constantly think of us talking even to just like past versions of ourselves, uh, which is like, you know, you just really want something like you want to do good, you want to do good work, you want to X and X and X and X. And you just like are looking for somebody to like give that to you. But oftentimes it's not even something that should be given because it's not aligned. You're not there yet. You're not ready to do that 
on both and, and I'm doing some really grandiose uh, hand gestures here <laughs> which I'm sure you can circle. feel very Italian yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. oh man but it really is like you it, I think uh, red flags echolocation any of those things is just about finding alignment and about finding um, really good relationships and really good situations that are legitimately aligned and a big part of that is knowing your own boundaries and your own needs I actually think that's where uh, when I talk to creatives especially like people trying to freelance early it's like you need to you need to like find a good situation for yourself and you need to like communicate what you need especially when you're earlier and it's like you know earlier on a smaller client level on a small whatever you need to really be your biggest advocate there and not in obviously like too far of a of a a way but but really just like fighting for what you need just communicating what you need yeah yeah and i think Meg, what you mentioned it being a 50-50 is a big part of alignment because alignment at its core, there's a, an element of balance to it and that it can go the other way too. There are definitely freelance people, there are creators who have an abusive relationship with their client. And I think real great productive relationships always meet at a point, not only when you're on the same page from like philosophy and personality, but also scope and prestige and reputation and all these things are kind of everyone understands the truth of one another and you can you can start from an even playing field. Totally. I think uh, I think it was two years ago I switched over sort of my business model as a personal freelancer to being that I am the designer who works for something that I made up called Happy Companies. And uh, I sort of coined the term and just sort of made this thing up. But I say that a happy company is any company that's working to make the world healthier or a happier place. And what that really means is just that it's a company that has the same values that I do. And in doing so, I was sort of preaching that out loud, a little too loud sometimes and and shutting out most companies. But what I was doing is I was opening the door for a small section of companies that were really excited because they finally found a designer that was working yeah. just for them. Yeah. And so most companies will see my website and they'll be like, oh, she's not she's not for us. We don't fit that business model. And the friendly design thing just isn't for us. Mm-hmm. Um, but the companies that come along and see my work and see my website, they get super excited because I'm the only person that's actually saying, I'm the designer for you. Mm-hmm. And, and so that alignment has been really, really successful for me because... It just means that every single project that I work on is completely fulfilling now. Yeah. And everything is always worth my time. Totally. I mean, I'm, it makes total sense. And I think Grant, sunny side of the internet, that's a conversation we've had a yeah, lot of yeah, times for sure. before. I think happiness is a, is a vibe to kind of over-categorize it that yeah. I really gravitate towards. And I think a lot of people rightfully view fondly but maybe this is the point inevitably in the cast where I needlessly... Shh, not needlessly. Don't, <laughs> but, but I, don't right, chop so, your own legs out. You're fine. So where I, where I try to make, make the your counterpoint <laughs> yeah. and say there's a lot of art and very powerful, useful, good work that does not end up being a product of happiness. It ends up being a product of any number of other range of emotions mainly centered around adversity, strife, challenge, disagreement, et cetera, et cetera. Not happy emotions. 
are those are you ever worried that the work that you do is too narrow in scope or is that something that you have ways of incorporating other viewpoints or is it just work outside that scope isn't for you oh that's a fascinating question i think that's something that i think about a lot because I, while I am naturally really positive and upbeat, I do gravitate towards really serious subjects. And when I do a lot of speaking and teaching and things like that, I talk about extremely heavy topics. I like to talk about vulnerability and just being, um, being okay with the things that are wrong about you. And, and with a lot of people that I deal with, that is anxiety and that is depression. Mm. And that, that is a lot of things that I don't have, but it's a lot of things that are super real and that most people have to deal with. And those are the topics that I like talking about the most. And I, I think that adversity and just the struggle is is important for everyone and for every company to kind of be emphasizing because it makes you seem really relatable and, and it makes a safer, more inclusive environment for everyone if people can just be super honest about all the negative things in their life. So my approach is the only way I know how to do it is to talk as often and as frequently as I can about those topics and make them feel comfortable and make them feel friendly and make them feel personable and approachable. And that's sort of the sweet spot that I found is taking these super serious and maybe dark topics and having a really, not necessarily positive, but having a just really approachable spin on them to where everybody can take them a little bit more lightly and feel Mm -hmm. more comfortable communicating those. I also do think like, I feel like you were kind of getting at is is the scope too narrow so as to disclude you from a lot of things and i i i feel like that approach is it's still it still is like somewhat there's there's room there's room there's like this gray area that maybe it's not like uh, I was gonna say a home run. Let's use sports metaphors. Oh wait, More I guess it's still yes. kind of got a sexual. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. okay, 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 okay. But but even if you even if you're not in the exact sweet spot there. <laughs> oh God. Okay. Uh, I do think there is some gray area. And I also think more people could do better for themselves, their brands, anything by actually just like putting out the uh, the vibe that they want. And then you have some room, of course, but, but more often people are just you know over appealing. I, I, so I would say correct the other way. Go, go more specific and then at least start there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Always to say that owning a particular voice is is really what you're wanting to do as someone who's building a brand and even even less cynically, someone who's just trying to speak to their own truth. Mm-hmm. You want to be in, in your wheelhousest of wheelhouses where you're, you're just talking the way you want to talk, the way you know how to talk, and the way you feel strong and creative when you're talking. I was more, and, and she addressed it, you addressed it really well, in saying even when a broad scope of topics that maybe don't fit into the natural canopy of, the, of my personality, the way I do my work, you still bring your own type of way of talking about it to that topic. Do you ever feel like your work is missing something? Because the your the way that you're informed is too narrow. Not to say that it is. I'm I'm purely speculating that maybe this is something you might feel, but maybe not. I think it. I I don't now because anytime I'm open to change all the time, and and so my personality, like everyone's, it ebbs and flows, and it it changes for every day and every move that I make. My I change and. 
And I'm really interested in constantly changing my career and my work to match who I am at that moment. So if I wake up one day and feel really serious and unhappy and just really pessimistic, then I'll probably move in that way. Um, so I think that having an open mind and not setting the rules for yourself into stone and making them this, these rules that can't be broken is really important for me because change is inevitable and I really honestly enjoy it. So I look forward to, to expanding and, and sort of molding into various forms as the days and the years go by. What a, what a lovely thought. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so that that's a very happy way of putting it, right? Like, yeah. even when you have low days, those are ways to broaden your own perspective, which is like the happiest way of viewing that idea <laughs> that I could imagine. So I guess your philosophy and practice. But I, I feel like that's a, a good answer in that your philosophy should be your own and then you should have a point of view and that's how you do strong work. But be ready for it to shift and change and take the path of least resistance because that's, it's almost the way that nature intends it, right? Mm. Sweet, sweet nature. <laughs> that, nature. I get it. That governing force. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. I I will say, don't, don't, um, I, I think something I was trying to like get at there too is like, don't, but don't overindulge people or things or brands or checks that, uh, maybe seem lucrative but are really demanding in a way that you can't provide I feel, I feel like there are a lot of people who because they are a client or because they are a thing and I'm I'm pro-client I think there's like maybe a little bit too much complaint about like the client not being you know I think you have to manage that up but uh, I just think like just don't say yes to things that you're not equipped to do or you're not like that don't fit within at least at least the gray area of the wheelhouse I think that's where people get into trouble. Inevitably, they do, <laughs> right? But right, but but then what? What say us to the to the conventional wisdom of faking it till you make it? Uh, I mean, there's something to be said about that, but I I think I feel I, I think when we're talking about happy, that's maybe a, a somewhat like maybe there there are shades of it earlier in a career and we're just like being general here, but I, I think maybe finding the full expression of that is a little bit later. So perhaps there's more gray area earlier on. And, but, yeah. but I do think like if, if you overindulge that gray area, you just get, you really had done a, a tough path, a tough path to recover from, or at least on one particular situation. You're making it harder on yourself, essentially. Yeah. To live in, to live in the gray instead of living in the, in the black, is it black then? The, the it gets darker the closer to the wheelhouse. The closer to the wheelhouse, closer to the wheelhouse. Green is red is black. It's uh, whatever the color. Black. Yeah, I think the black favorite color. Yeah, yeah whatever your favorite, favorite color, color is. is. Thank you. Yes. Nice. See, that is how a happy person resolves that situation. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, what what of people out there who maybe aren't that happy or don't feel like they do that happy of work but want to do happier work do we have any do we have any advice for them or any anything to say on that potential topic i i generally don't like to tell other people how to live their lives Um, but what i do like to do is tell what works for me and what worked for me is that 
I just sat down one day and realized that I was not living the dream that I thought I was going to be living and was just, you know, my life was getting ruined by these unhappy clients that were just ripping apart my life. And so I sat down and I just had to think about what are the things that are most important to me in life and what are the things about me that are different than everyone else in the world? And I took both of those lists and tried my hardest to build a career around those two things. Mm. And I ended up doing exactly that. I just made up a career for myself. I decided that I just wanted to work with my best friends every day because I really like my friends and I want to have fun. And I thought I only want to work for companies that have the same values as me. And so making that decision was really hard because it's terrifying because you're like completely shifting your career and doing something that no one else is really doing. But the fact that no one else is doing it is, is because it's only you can, because those are the things that are unique to yourself. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think an important caveat within that is that you're a really great designer. And I, <laughs> I mean, it's, but just, I, I think there's a certain level of self-investment, whether that be time, resources, whatever, education, that needs to happen in order to, I mean, A, be good at things, but then B, really discover what you care about or what you're into. Mm -hmm. And those are, I mean, that can't be overstated enough for me. Just like doing those things, like that, that reveals whatever, we can speculate about whatever path might be good or bad. It doesn't really matter it's up to you and you need to like spend the time contemplating working and really like figuring it out for yourself. Cause that's like where the, where it's going to come from. I, I totally agree. And to compliment that, I think to kind of build on something that you mentioned, you said you wanted to work with your friends every day. And I think that's a really instrumental part mm. to however you want your work to be. You need to surround yourself with people that, that think the way, not that think like you, but <laughs> that think the way that you want to think. So if you want to be a happier person, this is not a cure-all or a catch-all, but it helps to surround yourself with happy people. If you want to be focused, surround yourself with focused people. It's not going to make you go from 100 to zero, but it would create an environment that allows for easier success. And I, th I think... From what it seems like, you've surrounded yourself with happy people. Totally. Uh, I think the best decision <laughs> I ever made for my career was joining a shared workspace. Yeah. And I was brand new to freelancing. I was doing work that I was not happy with. I I was all I was terrible. I was really bad at designing. I didn't know what I was doing. Sweet. And I got thrown into a shared workspace full of all these people that uh. were so much better than me. And I was surrounded by these people that loved what they did so much. And they were making such impressive, such good work. All of these people whose names I had heard of in school before. Yeah. I was working next to them. And it was terrifying. And I was so scared to even talk to them. And I couldn't believe that I was around them. But because I got thrown into that environment, I had no choice but to try to get up to their level as fast as possible. Otherwise, they would notice that I was no good. And I thought that they would kick me out or hate me. And as soon as I got there, I realized that they were just kind of completely chill, normal people that like to have fun. And they just loved their jobs. And they scooped me up and, and took me as their own. And it was awesome. What and was this workspace? So this was a place called Studio Mates RIP. Yes, that okay, was in yeah, New York. Um, Tina, right. Tina and co. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Pour one out for studio mates. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there it is. 
Yeah, so but the, the group of folks, I ended up having to leave them when I left New York, and it was heartbreaking, but they're all still there, and I'm still as close to them as I ever have been. That's that's great, and that's affirmation. Not Surround yourself with happy clients. Surround yourself with happy coworkers, or if you're not in a, a shared team experience, co-thinkers mm-hmm. who are like-minded and who align, just have alignment in your life. And we've talked about it before, and so we should almost not talk about it again, but we're not advocating for an echo chamber. We're not advocating for you surrounding yourself with just affirmation and yes all the time and not challenging your thinking. But the way that you live your life is sort of ingrained in you. And if you yeah. if you surround yourself with people who are misaligned with that, you're just going to suffer to no, to no future growth of your own. You're just going to feel strife and friction and unhappiness. And that's not going to, that's not going to let you be better. The, the crux of all of this to me really just is honesty. Like, and it's the hard, it's so hard. It's like really, fr- it can be frustrating at times. Uh, but it, I mean, and, and there are a lot of methods I feel like for, for getting to honesty. Sometimes that is like, uh, friends or sometimes that it like people who will people who can hold straight up with a you mirror. straight yeah yeah hold up a mirror mm-hmm. or maybe that is like writing maybe that any sort of activity but just things that help you see yourself um are so so helpful because a lot of what we're talking about is communicating outward and then attracting the people that you want to attract or communicating with the, but whatever that all starts from like being real with yourself You've got to you've got to understand it personally before anyone else can hope to understand it. So, man, what <laughs> we're talking about? What are we talking about? We're talking about understanding. We're talking about change. Well, we're, we're evolution, t- attraction, attraction. <laughs> we're talking and about the, the the natural counterpart. You can't talk about attraction without repulsion, right? Repulsion, certainly. Yeah. Hold, being, hold that thought, man. Who are leading us somewhere? Propelled away, from away from toward to something, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But let's go together. We need the team. Sort of like pack it up in boxes. Let's get a U-Haul. Oh, we're talking about moving. And to those astute (laughs) listeners at home, you'll recognize this topic as one we've talked about before. This is the second repeat off-topic topic in the history of the show. It's high honor. High honor. Listen, we already did one. She got here before you. Amazing. The guests (laughs) arrived prior to Vince. First show record. Second show record, we're going second OTT. I mean, our first repeat OTT. No, second repeat. We did. Uh, we did time travel. Oh yeah, yeah. But first, I mean, yeah, time travel doesn't even. It doesn't matter. Nobody's counting that one. No, I didn't count it. I'm not counting it. Thank Meg you. Meg didn't count it, so it doesn't count. <laughs> We're talking about moving. You just moved in a big way. You didn't just move yourself. You moved your whole life, your business, <laughs> and you moved into a house. Your taxes. Your. That's right. You got. How was it? You have animals. I do. I have. I have some cats. Okay. Two cats. Some sounds like a lot more than two. It really does. Yeah. <laughs> Some implies two's three good, plus. Two's a good yeah. number. Two's a good, yeah, a solid yeah. number. Yeah. Um, what are your cats' names? Oh, Klaus and Olive. Oh, those are cute mm. European Klaus. names. Yeah, Klaus is our little German schoolboy. Yeah, <laughs> he is very obedient, orderly. He, he's Klaus. pretty squishy and very cute. 
Oh, <laughs> obedient and orderly over a different. Those are different adjectives. Those are, <laughs> those are not yeah, from not squishy and cute. Yeah, okay, okay. So I was going for a I really know. I mean, yeah, okay. German. Yeah, yeah. Of course. And olive. Ooh, little Miss Sunshine. Please. Uh, sure. Nope. Yeah. Thank well, you. Yeah. From oh, like, little Miss Sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she named it after your, the thing you referenced. Yeah. yeah. Yes. But are you but actually why? Did you name her olive? Uh, because that name sounded good at the time. But That's I also, it. There I, you go. I realized that apparently Olive is like the most popular pet name right now. What? So I kind of feel a little It's hot, little hot right it's now. Hot right yeah, now. Olive, Olive is super is hot, hot right now for pets. And let's, do, let's do this segment where we, we check in on the hot pet names of Yo, the week. Yo, you're listening to hotpetnames.com. <laughs> check in weekly for all the hottest pet names. Hey, Vince, I've got, I've got a hot, hot weather report for you. Olive is in. You heard it here first, folks. Might as well have named her Ashley. Oh, Ashley's out there. Get flamed. His shots fired. (laughs) Any Ashleys in the audience, get flamed. Uh, So, how was moving the cats? Did you put them in little crates and and drive them? Yeah, we we put them in we put them in carriers and drove them for a couple of very long days. And I realized that cats emit pheromones when they're stressed and so our car just reeked of the smell that i've never smelled before of cat sweat basically it was yeah it was like weird anxious cat smell and it that doesn't sound great honestly it It does not sound very good (laughs) yeah i'll be honest i'm having a physical reaction to the idea grimacing i drugged them up and gave them all the things they love and they seem pretty good actually they they were they were okay but they smelled bad oh well you know that'll happen uh, and how about the rest of the move? Smooth? Or? It's all been perfectly delightful. No complaints. It's Sweet. been a, it's Is that been just a you being smooth. like super positive as always? Because I hate moving. Oh, I love moving. Yeah, I wow. have never lived in a, an apartment for more than a year. And I don't know why I bought a house. I don't know how long we'll stay there. But <laughs> I just <laughs> love starting oh my. over so bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it yeah. is nice. I do, I do feel that itch oftentimes. I don't think, I guess maybe a year and a half I've done. That honestly mm. sounds like a nightmare to me. I would I'll love to live in my current apartment for five years. That sounds great. I never want to move again. I, I, can I see, like it. It's I nice. Can see, I could see you, I could see us talking in 20 years and you having had said, oh yeah, I'll just live here for four or five years. And then like the year 10, you're like, just a couple more. And then, <laughs> I sound super sad in this future yeah, that you've very, constructed. Uh, I don't want to be gra- like a complete, I don't want to uh, be like an actual loser. Oh, just like, Grant, I'll just go a couple more years here, then I'll move more. along. <laughs> God, I'm, fe- I'm definitely feeling the hate from the nomadic types here on either side of me. Here. I'm definitely feeling the criticism. What, is criticism. this so bad that no, I, I, wasn't like the, I like stability? No, that was like a little comfort. That was fun. Come on. Yeah, I'm being sensitive. It's true. It's true. Yeah, it's you're like, fine. You're for on. those of you who can't see, he's crying. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wow, she did it. For those of you who can't see, Joe. Uh, that's good. Up top. That was really that's good. Right. High five. That's nice. Um, <laughs> no, but I, I, I get the wanderlust is, is a very identifiable personality trait. And so it's a good feeling, like changing, starting over. Fresh, fertile ground, a new leaf. Those are all really understandable points of view. Uh, but I, I do I do like some consistency. I do like a little reliability. And I hate the process of moving, actually. Yes, the which... Actual I, moving I, nuts and bolts. I, uh, I, I feel... Uh, I feel it's time to mention you've helped me move a couple times. 
Twice? Yeah, multiple times. Thrice? The first time, thrice? The first time, no, I twice. The first time doesn't even need to be mentioned because it was not, it wasn't even on the same chart. It was easy as mode? the second time. Yeah, it was a, it was a very typical move. It, you know, there's some, you know, difficult parts or whatever. Yeah. Didn't matter. Sure, sure. Not even on the same scale. Okay, number two was, wait, out of, wait, oh yeah. Wait, the was warehouse. it to storage? To storage. From storage. Yes. From oh, storage. from storage. That was a, tr- it was a true nightmare, honestly. Okay, wait, wait. Was it's the first time to storage? Oh no, you weren't there. You weren't there for that. You were No, I wasn't to storage. I you was, were from storage. I was into your, your office, the, the, the place in St. Paul. Oh, into there? Into that there. was the nightmare? No, 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 no. That was the easy mode. That was one. easy mode. Yeah. Okay, we had a truck. And then from there? From storage. No, because you moved into storage from there. From there, okay. And sorry. then from storage to this to This the place. place. My, and I didn't even place. come here. I was over it. Oh, yeah, I yeah. I tapped out. Yeah, you did. I called it a day. Like, a couple other homies stuck it out for the for the late night. Yeah, shouts out to former intern Blizzle. <laughs> Poor bastard. <laughs> oh, my God. Son of a gun. Yeah. Well, okay, wait. What happened? Uh, did we not have access? Well, the first two and a half hours were spent w- sitting in the parking lot waiting for you to drum up a key from somewhere. And that was the <laughs> best part of the day. It went steadily downhill. You un- you opened the door to the storage locker, and it was like out of a comic book. It was from floor to some in- unseeable ceiling of just stuff. <laughs> It was just a mountain of stuff. I had no idea you could even own this much stuff. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> I, I, I like to keep you guessing. Okay. I actually didn't realize. Okay. So we went from there to here. Okay. Yeah. Yep. But I never oh, made I it never here. But that, I never no. made it yep. here. I, oh, yeah. I quit. The key. Couldn't get the key. All right. There's a key issue. It's all coming back The key now. to the storage locker wasn't working. That was a true nightmare. It. And uh, what a night. To me, that's kind of like a, well, it's like a, asking your friends to work on a passion project with you that like does that isn't actually like a cool project like it's not a portfolio project or something That's exactly and then like right. we all realize it during and then like few, it's like a, a few n- moments into it and but there's nothing we could do yeah there's no out that's my bad uh i mean in the end what could you do you needed it moved you needed friends to help move it you didn't really lie about how much needed to be moved you didn't like misrepresent it yeah you just didn't fully represent the sheer scope of it maybe well, thanks, man. <laughs> you know, I'm always happy to help, man. But I hate I just, moving's my moving sucks. moving and doing dishes. Those are things I hate most. Really, life. dishes. I hate it. I used to trade like my parents would let me trade like multiple chores to one chore. Wow, to, like, make up wow. that barter dishes. system. Yeah, so I would like take you'd milk the cows. I'd take a loss. You'd milk two cows. <laughs> we didn't have cows to milk, but I hate touching old food. I don't like it. Weird. You can rinse those off after you're done with them, and then you have rinsed dishes. Oh, in let's, let's, know, let's keep a mirror. Let's keep, let's keep a mirror. I'm trading. I'm trading five dishwashing sessions for my next move with Vin. <laughs> <laughs> Don't fuck this up for me, Meg. Uh, well, anyway, fuck moving sucks. But not a big you fan. liked it. You had a pleasant experience. That's because I don't do any anything. I just sit Hire, back yeah. and I uh, oh, you, let someone else do you it. You yeah, professionals to move for you. Yes. I did do that the Sometimes. last time. I moved for, to the to the storage unit. I did hire movers, right? I yeah, I don't I know. Yeah, I didn't move I did. into the storage unit. So I did. I, could, I, did. I, I did. believe you. There. I did. Mm, did my you? husband really likes boxes, and he likes touching boxes. And... Is your husband a cat? He is. He, oh well, class. We're talking about class now. <laughs> my German school. My boy. German school. Oh, oh my! Uh, going back to the metaphor. Um, 
I do feel but, like your husband could actually play like a decent German schoolboy character. Like if he was in, <laughs> this is a compliment. I think it's I'm willing he's got to a meticulous that. sort of element to he him. He does. He he is very German in his qualities. Yes. Yes. Detail oriented. Yes. Is, is he German? He, he likes to organize things. He is not. I don't think he is German. <laughs> By heritage, he should be. No, he's not. Oh, okay. No, we'll make him German. Yeah, he just imagine a German man. <laughs> <laughs> I will. Uh, <laughs> I, I realize how that sounded. I'm just gonna go with it. Um, so, so you, for those you, keeping track at home, that's 19 sexual references or potential <laughs> sexual innuendos. That's right. So far, you hired. So you hired movers for your move to Minneapolis. Yeah, because it was a cross country move, we yeah. seems like a desperately good, needed a good, that. A good seems play. reasonable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't fault you for that at all. I couldn't fault someone who moving one box across the street for hiring movers. That's how much I hate it. Yeah, yeah. gotta hire them. Uh, are you staying in your current place for a bit, Ben? Uh, no plans to move. I like it. I like it a <laughs> four lot. Four or five years. Four or That's five. What I'm, I'm, I'm looking for it. Just like four looking or five, whatever. I don't and know. We'll, we'll my, see. We'll play by ear. My current girlfriend is very independent in her own right, so I she's probably not the type to want to rush into moving in together, even though we've had a very great first year in a relationship. So, I mean... Second. Maybe shouts she, out to the girlfriend on the podcast. This is getting deserving, deserving. She's a big fan of so the show. So, yeah. maybe... I mean, she listens every week, so if she disagrees, she'll tell me. But Yeah. Uh, yeah I, mean, I feel like I... If anything ever to, happens, we can always go back and edit this out. <laughs> well, we don't I'm really so do sorry. that. Okay. We don't really do that. Um, no, I... So, I, I envision myself staying there for a while. I really do like the place. It's it's modest, and but it's located right next to my office in right downtown. So. What is the address? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, 115 <laughs> Thank you. 2nd Avenue South at the intersection of 2nd and 2nd in the Rivergate building. Oh, that's so specific. I didn't know you'd get Wow, you went in. Little... You went in. 401. Uh, please, to anyone should out there. Should we bleep there, that out? No, no, no. Feel free to write. Visit me. You should visit me. What you... is your mother's maiden name? <laughs> I'm going to say it because it's very German. Gottlich. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Gottlich. It's, uh, it's, it means pious. It means godly in, I really in hope German. You're of that. pie. No, he's not. No, I'm, dead. The... I'm dead serious. He's a good I, improviser, I studied but in Germ- no. Uh, or in Germany for six months. And I used to be able so to speak. So you know Seis, how to pronounce Seis the word properly. Gottlich. Yes. Clearly. Yes, yes. Wow. Uh, okay, so there's that, and we've gotten off topic, even in our off topic topic. Oh so, yeah, that classic OTT OTT. We were uh, yeah, maybe we can meta OTT. Oh, oh, maybe we can what segue? Yeah, segue back. Maybe we can sort oh, of we're just away from sort of put, put our hands anymore. up on the handles you like a pogo stick, on, and then lean forward. <laughs> you have to wear helmet. a helmet when yeah. you segue. Yeah. Oh, you have to. So easy to die on one of those. Don't Apparently. we? Come on. Are we? What? Are we dancing around the founder dying? This, yeah. That's like a that's like a known pop culture thing at this point. Yeah, I just I feel like it's disrespectful. You know what is the copyright rule? But it's not. I, no, I like to. No, it's. Wouldn't that be interesting if the copyright rule? You know, it, like what is it? Forty years or something? Wait, it's thirty. Thirty. Okay, thirty. What if if the person associated with a copyright of like a brand dies by that brand, you can't talk about it for thirty years. Whoa. Well, that's a specific instance, and that's basically only talking about Segway. Yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> I think, all right, I'm going to start instituting it. But speaking of Segways, um, here's one. Ooh. <laughs> actually turned out pretty good. It actually did turn out pretty good. <laughs> said it Even on, as meta as it was. Set it on the T, hit it off, man. That's the strategy here. 
it's been a pretty happy discussion i'd say i've had a blast i don't know meg had... i feel great cool there that's the barometer so I we mean, all feel good love it how about the broometer no that's that's ex- exclusionary I don't like that. Okay. No, yeah. But I was just picturing what that would be. I feel like it's just a level of like fist pump. There's like wearing a, a tank top. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but an ugly tank top. Yeah, an ugly color. one. It's yeah. got sort of an offen- like an offensive thing that no- wait, is that offensive? Does it is that an offensive thing There's on the front of the tank? Something offensive on it, but, but they, then they don't when, realize when, it. when Press he's like, That's not offensive. No, man. yeah. No, you, no, you're like inferring that it's offensive. I don't I feel like bro I don't think bros use Bro's not saying inferring. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, okay, 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 right. okay. Per- perhaps we could talk about a couple I mean, I feel like in terms of the number of questions we might have for our guest mm, mm, mm-hmm. what would you say okay let's go i put the over under on two okay i'm gonna go straight Wait, two and I'm, a half if i'm gonna yeah there you go there yeah, you go yeah, yeah. and i'll go under oh that's a good bet because Thank it you. is it's exactly two questions that we have for you meg first and foremost thanks so much for taking the time to not only join us on the show but to visit us in person and, and that's be not, in the studio that's, that's not a awesome. question no that's, that's not, not a question, question. it's that's just a heartfelt just a statement you. and i want to okay. echo that and so i will say it exactly that first and foremost thanks for joining us for being in the studio and but really thanks <clears throat> yeah no, yeah truly. you're looking at me as though i need to give you a really profound no 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 please don't no come on stop 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 come on fuck off fuck off all right all right all right we asked for that we asked for that okay okay you look beautiful today well now i'm just feeling i like that okay now i'm back in on board keep going keep going one more no but but really thank you uh but we do have two questions and the first one you'll do the first one yeah i'll i'll handle the first one it's a i think it's an easy one how can our listeners Don't support you, man? Preface that. Like I hate when it's like, hey, listen, this is a simple task. You you got this. Maybe it's hard. How can our listeners support you? <laughs> oh, it sounds like NPR. Please support me with a monthly donation. So uh, yeah, you can donate to Meg. Whatever you, whatever you can afford. The, you're sort of doing the the she basic that, emoji, the basic she, emoji with the hand. She has a, yeah. When she was flaming NPR, she did the the face desk. That's true, I did. It was natural. We'll put this on the forum. The face oh. shelf. Face shelf. Yeah, yeah we'll yeah. show notes. This she built a shelf out of her oh, hand for her face, and she flamed NPR. I think that was apropos. But for our for <laughs> yes, our listeners, for actual who, support, who are interested in and maybe if supporting is not the right word, in learning more about you yes. and, and your work. Yes, you can Google me. Um, my name is Meg Lewis. I have worked hard for the SEO. Respect. Um, there's another Meg Lewis who is a realtor, and she's pretty cool, too. You'll probably find her. Um, but you can go to... <laughs> buy, buy a house first. Darngood.co. Respect. Uh, that is my URL. Also, my company's website is ghostlyferns.com. And on the internet, I am at darngood with four O's. G O O O O D. Two O's was already taken G-O-O. by some beehole. I don't know who. Some it was confirmed me. beehole. I'm always <laughs> I'm always parking. I'm parking on those. Uh, that's that's a great how to support you and do at least. I can only speak for because I didn't know darn good was your was your mm, URL personally. Mm-hmm. I went to Ghostly Ferns and I had a blast just bopping around it. So bop around, yeah, you know. Bop, I did. Bop, 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 bop it up. And check out the shop. There's some great oh, yeah, products in there. Yes, fantastic we products. Good merch. That's that's an easy way to support. I think. Yes. Get a pin. Pick that's up a right. pin. Monetarily support. 
Sure. With with your with your love. With your monetary. Money. <laughs> with your with your monetary. But that's I. So a lot of our listeners do want to do that. Support people who are creating and being cool and being positive, and that's why we have that question. I would love that. I like having support. Otherwise, I might wither away. Yeah. What are I'm we without sure. support? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. That's why we do it, right? Oh, 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 oh God. <laughs> All right. Second so, question. Record scratch. Uh. If you would want our listeners to take one thing away from your time on the show, what would you want that to be? And that was a time discussing this idea of happy. I I suppose it would just be that I wasted a lot of time hiding who I was and hiding all of the things that I thought were wrong with me. And that sucked until I realized that the things that are quote-unquote wrong with me are actually the things that make me more special. They're sort of like a superpower. So I would encourage anyone to stop trying to hide those things that people make you feel bad about. And those are actually things that you have that nobody else has. So try to play them up and not be afraid to hide them anymore because it totally worked out for me and maybe it will work for you too. I think it inevitably kind of does if you if you start doing your thing. I mean, what? Own, owning you is almost always going to be a, a good mood. And maybe it won't work out quite as well as it did for you. But maybe it will. But it's going to make you feel better. That's, exactly. That's the number one most important thing mm. is you're going to feel better when you're embracing who you are. Yes. You are the most important thing about your life. So Fuck yeah. make yourself happy. You're number one. Preach. Honestly. Yeah. That's, that is a great way to say it. And thanks for saying it. Mm-hmm. And say it again. One more. No, it's, yeah, take it from the top. Let's do a, an ABC. Okay. <laughs> okay, yeah. Well, let's try uh, no. a few variations. Uh, but actually, <laughs> insightful and wonderful and positive. Yeah, yeah. And thank you. Shit, man. And thanks What's for success? all that you do. Thanks for your work. Yeah, shouts out. Uh, another, mm. another we one of those. Request. It's not a question. Another of those great uh, in studio episodes. And I'm going to sort of uh, dodge back and forth on the microphone here to try Duck and, and weave. I'm sort of I'm, enga- low profile. I'm engaging yep, nice, I'm nice, engaging nice. this this final sequence scenario and I'm really just like I'm sensing some uncomfortability but it's you're playing intense. game okay I'm you're, you're yeah, yeah. to make her uncomfortable yeah, and yeah. you're succeeding <laughs> I uh, so we have one final request and that is that you leave our listeners and us really cuz we're here so we'll we're it. listeners right now. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're listeners. Uh, if you leave us with a ship it, so we like to say ship it at the end of every episode. Really put a bow on top of a of a pie. The classic bow pie. Mm, little mm, bit bow pie. Well, bow. We a like pie listen, bow. listen, listen. We've said it before. We'll say it again. Every episode to us is like baking a pie. You know, you like to lay out those ingredients. You got a recipe. You don't know exactly how it's going to go, but mm. you mix it all together. You throw it in the oven. You see what happens. And at the end, you put a bow on it. Mm. And that is the pie baking process, as that's we all know. No, that's the most classic pie baking process that there is. And so we like to let our guests, and we don't like to let them do a lot of stuff, but this is one thing we like to give them the honor of doing, putting that bow on the pie. Sign us off. And you just... To put the bow on the pie and you do it in your own way, because that's what makes you special, you just say ship it. However you want. If, if you want to take like 
maybe a few minutes to kind of a few you know yeah. think about it. If you, don't think if, that it's a baseline, but you want to prototype yeah, do it anything. however you want. Yeah, we, we like we and like we do we do offer we offer uh, one lifeline if you want to phone a friend and sort of audition or anything on them. Yeah, Jeez, just try few practice, practice run. Practice run is a lifeline. Uh, yeah, you can, practice one, you can do one and then be like, uh, I, don't, I don't like it. And we do uh, the other lifeline we offer is the voice uh, modifier. We have a uh, so thing. Pat can throw like a robo voice. On yeah, if you want to do like a robo, <laughs> yeah, he could be like if you want to be like, sort of like a celebrity. Yeah, Pat's Wait. our editor. Shouts out to Pat. Shouts out Pat. Uh yeah, oh. pour one out for Pat. Pour one out. Who else is pouring no, out? He's for alive and still on the no, show. Oh, Pat no, is alive. No, he's good. No, he's okay. very. Oh okay. Alive. Oh thank. Don't God. pour one out for. Oh, me. first studio mates for Pat. We'll pour two out. Uh, <laughs> so, okay. are you annoyed yet? Or no, I'm I'm ready to go. Great. I just have to say sure, but okay. Can I say it more than once? Yep. Okay. Of course. Okay, let's go. Ship it, 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 ship it,